Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod. Joining me this week are Calvin and Ali to talk about the draw over Hibs. We talk about the price of football and if Scottish football is marketed correctly. Ask if Lawrence Shanklin should be dropped and preview Celtic next Sunday. I feel like I'm interviewing you. We're on an interview I was panel good. here with, with Ali Hill. I was going to say it's like a podcast, but actually it is, isn't it? So. Yeah, well done. I mean, well done. We've, we've made it on <laughs> the podcast. It's been too long. You've been away for a few weeks, though, Ali. Been away. What have you been doing with yourself? Well, as my dad said at the pub on Saturday, Thursdays are the new Friday, so and you've been recording on Thursday night. Uh-huh. So have we started? Yeah. <laughs> When's this one out? <laughs> Saturday. Saturday. Scotland might have qualified so for the championships um, by then, but we're not going to talk about that. Good. We're just going to talk about hearts, be positive about them. You said before the the, the podcast that um, you're going to be positive this week. Yeah, about hearts. mainly on the yeah. first half, but we dominated down the down the right-hand side. We actually played th- two, three passes when instead of the six or seven that we normally make to get out on the right wing. Um, Toby Subic was good on the right right back, actually, before he got moved into the into the middle, but I'm sure we'll come on to that later. I'm sure we will. Um, Alan Forrest, obviously. Great player. Uh, Lowry was great as well because I remember was it last week you were talking about maybe how he shouldn't start the derby, but he actually made that made that game his own and actually played played really well, which is unusual for a derby to have a good player actually playing well for us. So happy with the sixty minutes. Um, obviously Lowry and um, and Co um, doing very well, and um, the capitulation happened. Yep. It was um, pretty fucking stupid, if you ask me, what happened. The, the the shooting ourselves in the foot, as Ali said, Civic was playing pretty solid at right back because he, he dealt well with the pace that Hibs had because that, that's where Hibs' entire threat was, was pace out wide. We knew that going into the game, Civic dealt with it. Kingsley was dealing with it to a point when Kingsley was having a bit, bit of a tougher time, but he was dealing with it and unfortunately got injured. But the defence was holding it together, Kai Rolls man that we've all criticised was having a great game up to that point still at still the moment but we, as we all know with Toby Civic as, as athletic a player as is as good a player as he can be when he plays at centre half he's got a moment in him every game and unfortunately the moment cost us greatly this time as it did the Ibrox at the end of the season and why why we didn't just bring Halliday on to slot in at left back instead of bringing on a guy who is it just isn't very good generally and shifting the entire defence, it was nullifying. I mean, it wasn't just playing well; they were nullifying him. Hibs had they, they done nothing. But, San- I suppose, but I suppose you know, you know, if Spencer was here, he'd say the positive is we, you know, we 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 actually looked like a solid team. Yeah, I know that, that, that's that, the, that that's point. the fuck, that's the problem though. Like, that game was heading for a very very good dart. I mean, we're two 0 up, yeah. cruising, looking like we're the most likely to get the third goal. You get a third, you get a fourth, and then it's it's one of the you know, talked about derbies at that point because we were two and up in complete. Con- I don't think I've seen us. Nielsen won two games three 0 last season against Hibs in the space of fortnight, and we were never in as much control in either of those games at any point as we were on on Saturday until the seventieth minute or sixtieth minute, whatever it was. To to be so naive to throw that away is just infuriating. But the positive is Alan Forrest. <laughs> Someone who's been heavily criticised. Not by not show. by everyone. By by a lot of people on no, this show. Some of us. Um, I, mean, I think the quote last week is he's shite. Um Aye, but they scored. No, listen, some of us some of us spotted the obvious talent with young Allen last yeah. season. And unfortunately he's been he was he was being made to be more a defensive player, right? Funny enough, you play him up front his actual position, look, suddenly starts playing like a decent player again. He's not he's not gonna set the league alight, right? He's he's not a he's not gonna score you 10, 15 goals, but he'll do enough. But the guy's a trier, Ali, isn't he? He's a, he, he, he always gives 100%, no matter where you put him, at the back, further forward. Jury, jury's still out. I'm not I'm not 100%, but it's, it's played really well. I mean, he's got two goals in two games, so you've got to start on um, you've got to, You've got to keep keep with him. I mean, yeah, I don't know what else there is to say, but he does try, and even and towards the end of the game. It was a goal, wasn't it? It was a fantastic goal, and like the way he cut in, obviously, his weaker foot, I think, well, nine times out of ten, that probably flies out for a throw-in. But um, yeah, and even towards the end of the game, like when we had a few half chances after the eightieth minute, he was still 
the one that was that was getting on the ball. Whereas you kind of expect wingers or attacking players like that to, to fade away and get knackered, well, get knackered, become knackered. Um, but he was he was still chipping away. So yeah, I think he, he played really well. So he deserves a deserves a run in the team. It's just unfortunate our next couple of games are against the, the old firm. So he's not really got much of a chance to to build on that performance. Watch this space. We will come on to our next run of games um, soon. Alex Lowry, though, player we mentioned earlier, had a great game. Yeah, he really did. I mean, he's he's turned into a really important player for us. It's three three games in the in a row. He was the match winner at Rugby Park, set up the winning goal at Ross County, scored what should have been the winning goal on Saturday, ran Hibs ragged. Absolutely phenomenal player. Uh, he's he's still raw. He's incredibly raw. And he's he's gonna have games where he's just not not involved at all. You get that with wingers, though, don't you? You get that with wingers generally, but young wingers specifically, he'll have a game like that on Saturday where he tears the team apart, and he'll have a game where he's completely anonymous. I think Ali Ali said it before the start. I don't know if it's if it was recorded or not, but it's very very weird, very strange for us to actually have one of our supposed better players turn up on the game of a derby because we've had this a lot where maybe Lauren Shankland aside. The players you expect to turn up don't. It's, it's actually quite nice that he came up because I I was I was debating I was I wasn't sure whether to start him on Saturday either. I, I, I sort of thought you know the game's tight. You bring him on against a tired defence. It's it's brilliant. I mean he's done it twice off the bench. He's done it, changed the game both times. Come off the bench. I thought more of the same. But now he's started and he's played superb. Then yeah. It's almost as if he needed a, a bit of time to well, yeah, acclimatise. He, he, needed, he needed time. He wasn't fit. I think that's the sort of key thing as well. He wasn't match sharp. He, he didn't play for Rangers at all last season. I don't know if he got much game time in the under-21s or B team. He played for the B team for quite yeah, a lot. But it's just not the same. No, I mean, he's playing against part-timers compared to full-time football. Isn't I it? think with somebody like that, young coming at a new club, there was a lot of expectation for a young loanee as well. That, that's the thing you've got to remember. Is came on against St Johnston, looked looked really really good and all of a sudden you've got the entire heart support going on about being the saviour and I don't know if that heaped too much pressure on him and when he finally scores that goal at Kilmarnock I don't know if that's now sort of given the lift because as you talked about last week it was a phenomenal goal like it's for, for a young player to know just lash at that to bring it down cut it back into stronger foot place it in the bottom corner his goal against Tibbs I know it's a deflection it'll go down as an own goal but Christian Dodge on goal officially yeah, I know it's officially an on goal, and it's but he deserved that. He's he's had he deserved that bit of luck. He had the, the all game. He was. I mean, there was. To be fair, his name did come up on the big screen. Yeah, well, they gave well, obviously Hart's going to give him the goal. I mean, Christian Dodge could have literally booted that in his net, and he would have still given it to Lowry. They never they never give own goals at the time. And then a substitution was made. Why do you think he decided to make that change at that time, round about the sixtieth minute? Talking about the the Lowry one, or the because for me, I realise this isn't the question you've asked, but the the game changed when when Kingsley went in, went off injured because what we lost was obviously Civic. Like I said at the start, Civic was doing well going down the right wing, and you basically had um, was it a beta they had at left back, whatever. Yeah, he couldn't deal with. Yeah, he just couldn't deal. He was pinned back like pretty much the the entire first half. So you. Kingsley goes off injured and we, we shuffle the whole defence and if I just can't just wasn't doing what, what Civic was doing so although it didn't cost us the 2-0 the lead it might have stopped us getting getting the third obviously we've only got hindsight here but it, it we were nowhere near as well it, we scored obviously in what the 50 somethingth minute but it kind of felt like not against the run of play but we weren't dominating as much as we were in the first half and I'm not sure how much an impact that that Kingsley sub had on had on that like we just Hips, hips started coming into it a wee bit more we got the goal and then yeah the moments of madness and then probably going to the sub that you asked about originally I mean Ali's right I, th- I actually do think that had a bigger impact than people realised at the time because you went from a defence that obviously the, the two obviously like Kings had to go off we can't he was completely finished I don't know how badly hurt he is but he couldn't run but you just bring on Halliday and slot him in yep. Um there's a bigger problem. I'm going to go off on a tangent. There's a bigger problem that we've we've given the club a lot of stick for, and I still stand by this. Is it's an absolute disgrace that we're only in October, and we don't have a fit fullback at the football club on either side. How's that happened? Injuries galore as well. No, they just didn't, there wasn't enough depth there to begin with. And as soon as players got injured before the transfer window shut, reinforcement should have been brought in. 
but they didn't do it again and it cost us just that not signing a right back in January last year cost us right and it's oh, it's infuriating but to go back to the question you actually asked um, yeah that, that substitution was suicide it was at the time I was annoyed because I thought it was us giving up but I didn't think it would cost us Matty on the other hand to be fair to him as soon as the substitution was made went we're fucked right but as soon as as soon as that substitution was made, he, he went, nah, they're, they're going to come back into it. Lo and behold, two minutes later, Hibs score. And then two minutes later, they score again. And then we changed it back and pinned them back in again. But you would never expect us to... You know, use a goal and then... No, but that, def- but that defence was so... That, that defence was so fragile, the way it was set up, that the only way to see that game out was to keep Hibs pinned back. The second you gave them a sniff... Hibs, Hibs aren't a good football team by any stretch of the imagination, right? The defence is terrible. The goalkeeper is a geriatric who should have retired about four years ago, right? Let the country down. He let the country down. He did fundamentally let the country down. If Steve Clark had played Craig Gordon that game, who knows what would have done. Anyway, their defence is poor. Their midfield is pretty much non-existent. I've never seen Joe Newell have a good game despite the fact they jizz about him consistently. But what they do have, what they absolutely do have is two very, very quick and threatening attacking midfielders and Boyle and Yuan. Yuan would infuriate infuri- me because nine times out of ten, both those chances fall and balloons over the bar, but he always gets in the right positions. He's got enough pace, he can take players on. And if he starts being able to finish, then that's really dangerous. That Venti wasn't overly impressed by him, but he's scored a decent amount of goals for them. They'll create chances Boyle, for Venti. Yeah, Boyle's... We all know how good Martin Boyle can be. Right. He never really got a sniff though. No, he didn't. Which because was a po- which was another positive. Yeah, annoying. No, exactly because Civic had him matched. Yeah, Civic had you had to play with pace against him. That's the only way because he's he is a very very quick player. Now, in fairness, this is the first time I've properly seen him back against us since his injury. So maybe maybe he's lost that yard of pace. I don't watch him every week, but you can't give him a sniff. And the defense was so fragile at that point that the only way to keep them keep them out was to keep going at them. Don't let Boyle and Yuan get ahead. Of you. Don't let them get an overlap with a fullback. Don't let anything like that happen. And as soon as we changed, because literally as soon as they got the second goal, we changed it back. We brought on boys. We brought on Grant. We changed it back, and we all we should have won. It was it almost a carbon copy, though. Oh, were two, the, the two, two goals, goals were the same. Were the, to be fair, in fairness to Naismith, and I'll give him the give him a bit of a bit of slack with this, is there were two horrendous individual errors, as well. Right, they were two really, really bad individual errors, two really shit clearances that should have just. But you've got to have the mentality as a professional footballer not to be not not to make a clearance like that. Your defender. The subs didn't cost us the goals specifically, but were those substitutions not made, the the goals don't happen. Like if we if we just go straight swap, because Lowry again, people are questioning Lowry was dead in his feet. Like Lowry was a straight swap. He was a man shot. You make a straight swap for boys at that point in time. Because Boyce keeps you up the pitch. Yeah. Like, as much as people criticise... Like, Boyce and Shanklin struggle to play together because they're both very similar players and both pretty slow. But at 2-0, you're not needing pace. Yeah. You need What you need is you need Boyce pinning the fullbacks yeah, back. Yeah. And that's Actually, exactly what he does. Well, that's what exactly... Because you can't go yeah. 1v1 versus Liam Boyce. Yeah. Like, no. Boyle and Yuan have to come back to help out against Liam Boyce. Just like they were having to do against Lowry. Because you leave Liam Boyce 1-1 one one with those Hibs fullbacks, Liam Boyce is getting in behind every time. But I don't remember Hibs having any other chances apart from the two goals. They didn't because as soon as we made the, no, they had one right after. Clark made a good, <laughs> yeah, Clark Clark made a good save. Clark made a really good save. And then as yeah. soon as we made the changes, they didn't have another one because yeah. again we had them pinned back. Is that not a worry though? They get two chances, three chances, a good saves made, and we we go and concede two goals. It, 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 it is very very worrying from a Hearts point of view. Although I know we've talked about the positives, but. Clearly, given that going only in, a chance gets hard. Well, given no, well you don't because going into that game, we had the best defense in the league by quite a bit. But I mean, we've we've often said this. I think we've been very lucky in some aspects. You no, know, I you think could we've, say we've got. We could say statistically we've got the best. Defense yeah, in the league. I, I guess we know fine well we can't defend. No, I think the, the, the reason why we've got the best defense in the league is because we have seventy percent possession, do nothing with it. Yeah, so that's what that's what I noticed. Like I just looked back at the stats earlier, and it was 50-50 possession wise. And obviously, when that happens, you're going to give up more chances. And we've shown on Saturday that we can't deal with that. But what I think we saw was that when we're being obviously the possession comes from us trying to be more direct and play forward quicker. I'd much rather watch that. And I think yeah. nine times out of ten, we win that game on Saturday playing the way that we played. Yeah, like ninety nine percent of the time, especially on a derby, we go two 0 up in a game playing like that, and we see it out. Probably grab another one. 
I was saying, as I said earlier, we won two games against them 3-0 last season and we're nowhere near as dominant at any point in those games we were on Saturday. Nowhere near it. Like, both, both of those games, especially Easter Road, I mean, the second half, we were sitting shitting ourselves till, till we... Even at 2-0 at Tynecastle, I mind shitting myself the second half. Because you were just waiting for them to get a goal and fortunately it never came. Does, does the manager need to be questioned, though? On those I, think it's, I think it's naive. I think it's incredibly naive. He's a young manager. You, you don't make. Yeah, of course he's got me questioned. It's, uh, at the end of the day, his changes have affected it massively. Like he's been praised for the two games before that, making changes that won us the game. So it's only right that he then comes in for criticism for making a change that costs us the game. I think it's a class, well, classic inexperienced manager there because the way he set up and the way he targeted their right hand side and and kept them pinned back is why. Well, partly why we went two uh, 0 up in the first place, and then he almost threw. Well, he does throw it all away with the with the subs, but then sticking up for him a wee bit is like we said, two individual two individual errors. But had he got the subs right, I'm pretty confident we would have scored scored the third before they even had a sniff. I th- I think the way the game was going, Hibs were beat. Hibs were beat. To, that's that's the thing that's nobody been talked about. Is that that Hibs were beat? They they weren't trying to win. They weren't trying to even get back in the game. They were just damage limitation at that point. But that's another problem. Hibs were completely beat, and we threw away. Well, because they noticed, like they no, they changed as soon as as soon as we. Because what they've seen at that point is, like Hearts are settling here, so the Hearts aren't going to threaten us anymore. Now we can just chuck the kitchen sink in. That's that's what they did. That's what I means. But doesn't should an ex- inexperienced manager is making those decisions? Yeah, I don't want to get in Smith because obviously he's been put in this position, mm-hmm. right? And who's going to turn down the Hearts job? Nobody. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. but. Why has he been put in that position to make those decisions in those games? Because, well, you know, Hart should be a club, in my opinion. Hart should be a club where... Keep learning the trade. That are learning the trade, exactly. You should be doing that at a St Mirren, a Motherwell, a club like that. I would, I would say lower than that. I think once you've reached the SPL, you, you, shouldn't yeah. be, you shouldn't be managing a club in the Premiership, regardless of size, without being somewhere small. Unless you've yeah. brought the club up. Yes. It's different if you yeah, brought exactly. them up to the Championship. Like, but like say, if he, say if he took, like, I don't know... Um, a Dundee he took a Dundee up and they were playing great football and he had experience of, of managing in a lower league but still a competitive league then you go to him right actually we can offer you the Hearts job because you've you've done you've done relatively well in your first job yeah. it shouldn't be a place for a first job should it no. I, I mean I'm happy to be proved wrong I'm a Hearts fan we're all Hearts fans we all want the club to do well I'd love Naismith to prove us all wrong and say and, and then go and win something I think, but, but I think we're over emphasising his influence I know there are, like I said, we probably would have scored a third. You're saying Hibs wouldn't come on to us if he doesn't make those subs. We should still see that game out, no yeah, matter what should. subs he's Oh, made, no, you so. should. 2-0 two, two up. 2 up against... No, you absolutely should. But why put yourself in the position to risk it? Exactly. But it also questions the mentality. The players, which we've talked about numerous times as well. You we, know, I mean, if you can't see out a 2-0 lead at, at home to anyone, really you shouldn't be for this football it's, club. We, Hibs did to us exactly what we used to do then when we were rubbish, like come back, not not be in the game at all, come back and draw two all or snatch a win. And that's what, I think that's what hurts the most and it's the most frustrating because I can't even watch the highlights again until no, I've not watched the, I've not watched the back. <laughs> I've right watched back two goals, the two nah, UN goals. I've, seen, literally I've, seen, Forrest, them, I've seen Forrest go back, yeah. I've not seen any of the rest but of Both of them were a carbon copy, a complete carbon copy. Like, Defensive mishaps, obviously Civic loses the ball twice. And um, you know, what's frustrating as well is as a proper Hearts team in a derby, if they get paid back, still goes on to win that game. Because yeah. we still had twenty minutes, we still had twenty minutes against the Hibs team, who at that point were sitting back. We had we had the top opportunities to win it. I mean, their, their goalkeeper, despite the fact he did the overall look ropey, pulled off a stunning save on the post on the crossbar. Sorry, it gives Hibs a blueprint now to how to play Hearts. So. No, it doesn't. Pressure us. Pressure no. us at Easter Road and you win the game. No, it doesn't. Sorry, it, we'll capitulate Easter Road. No, it doesn't, give Hibs, a blue, it doesn't give Hibs a blueprint how to beat us. We beat ourselves. I, I know that sounds a very like... No, but that's my point. That's exactly my but point. Hibs, is, is we will beat ourselves. It's not... It, it's nothing on Hibs, right? But Hibs will know that Hearts will go into that game at Easter Road when we play them at Easter Road. Yeah. Nervous because we've not got the mentality to go and win If If we set up... No, but the, the thing is, we only capitulated because we changed the setup. We we gave Hibs a reason to put us under a way to put us under pressure. If we kept it as it was, Hibs wouldn't have had a means to. Because say Hibs had, say we'd left it as it was, we'd left Lowry, Forrest, etc. Up, or brought Boyce on for Lowry. Hibs chuck Yuan and Boyle forward, desperate trying to get an equaliser. 
all Hearts have to do at that point is get the ball back and just ping out wide and we're in behind. Because the two wingers, the two the two Hearts attacking forwards at that point had the absolute beating of their fullbacks every single time. And Marshall, it was as soon as you get in the box, take a shot because we're going right. There was the one where he nearly gave away the penalty where we literally had a shot that should have been a very, very, very easy take from, and he parries it right out to Hearts players. So it was, if Hibs, if we don't make the change and Hibs come out at 2-0, and start flinging bodies forward trying to find an equaliser. Hearts win that game three or four now, quite quite simply because Hibs just wouldn't. Hibs don't have enough at the back to keep us out, and I think that, that's where it gets really frustrating. Is we made a change that allowed Hibs back in the game. If we yeah. just leave it as is or make light for like subs, then it doesn't happen. Here's the question then: If roles were reversed. Would Hearts have came back from 2-0 down at Easter Road? This Hearts team? This Hearts team, no. No, no absolutely not. So that proves my point. We've not got the mentality to win big games or come back in big games, do we? Maybe not come back, but I don't know. I mean, it's hard to say. Like, obviously, Naismith's had three derbies. In fact, I'll say two and a half because I'm not counting that that first one at Easter Road. Where he... I think you're being kind, three derbies. <laughs> <laughs> three derbies. I just, yeah, it's 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 a completely different game. Of, well, I think it's a different game at Easter Road. Um so it'll be really interesting to see how we set up for that if Naismith's still in a, in a job at that point. But Do you think he will be? It's hard to say, right? Because like I am actually generally feeling quite positive about the way we played on Saturday and, and what we saw, especially obviously in the first half. The problem is we've had all our nice fixtures already and we haven't taken advantage of them. Like what, we've won one in four home games and we've played Kilmarnock, Motherwell, Aberdeen and Hibs. Yeah, you, you should be taking 12 out of that. And exactly, start, it's nowhere yeah. near good enough. And, and at the start of the season, we were saying, oh, what a great start the season we'll have. We should be top of the league before going into those games, uh, those games against Rangers and Celtic that are coming up. But it, like, what I'm trying to do is, is is look forward, because obviously that was completely different from even... Oh, we won at Ross County, but that was terrible as well. You've already covered that. Um, every other performance we've had this season... Don't obviously, I missed, back there. <laughs> I missed the Aberdeen game, I missed the St. Johnston game, but I've heard St. Johnston was just as bad. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that like looking forward this should we should be it should be something we should build on but then you look at our next fixtures which <laughs> um are just not kind and i don't know how how much you expect naismith to do in the next yeah. the next well, that, three games that's the thing as well because obviously we've, we've got rangers and celtic coming up and then we've got Livy at home before the, the semi-final as well that could be a tough game uh, going into november that oh, we've got Livy on the Wednesday. Live, we, yeah. Livy on the Wednesday. That could be a, a very tough game for them because yeah. the way Livy set up, the way that they play, very nullifying team, similar to how Kilmarnock came and played, similar to how Motherwell actually came and, and sort of won the game as well. Yeah, I mean, the thing with these the, this run of fixtures coming up, it could go very, very badly wrong. Like, there is every chance it goes very badly wrong. The one thing I would say is, our problem this season has been breaking teams down. Those two will know they're not bothered their arse about you breaking them down. They'll they're they're intent to go out and outscore you. You've seen it with that four three game against Celtic last season. It was on another day we take something out of that game. I just they're it's one of these ones that say he goes and gets a result in one of these games, then suddenly everyone looks a lot better. I I don't think it's likely. Like. St Mirren ripped us apart a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I, I think and I think one of them get an early goal and that's it. Oh yeah, that's, one, yeah. That's, this this heart side is, and that, that, is that weak goes as back, shit. That like, goes back to my blueprint of how to play hearts. If you're not nullifying them, you can easily nullify them. But they, I don't think they have the mentality to come back. So if you get an early yeah, goal, and we're also missing. It goes back to my point about Easter Road. We're missing players, but if it goes back to my point about Easter Road as well, that I was saying earlier is Hibbs's blueprint will be start quick. If Hearts can get through that first fifteen minutes. Yeah, but like like loud like our best boy of the last three games is missing two of these these next four fixtures. If he loses those two games against the old farm, which is very likely, you're right. Livingston at home suddenly becomes massive because if he loses that, he's got to go. Because we're already four points behind St. Mirren. Yeah, St. Mirren have been playing well. Yeah, they got they got beat off Rangers. They've got a far, but they've now got a decent run of fixtures because they've already played us. They've already played Hibs. They've already played Rangers. Fair enough, they've got to play Celtic, but that's that they now must be due to play a, a decent chunk of the bottom half now. Um, I mean, no, in our league, they'll get beat off the yeah, bottom probably, half. Yeah, probably. Because that's, that's the way that's it seems way, yeah. to work. Um, but yeah, like, I, I think Livy then becomes massive. Livy on a Wednesday night, and 
we struggle against Livy. We really do. Like, we, we didn't... Did we beat them at home last season? We, we drew with them... We didn't beat them last season at all. We, we got beat at Almond Vale. A terrible draw at home. Ginelli bailed us out in the last minute. Beat... Uh, not beat, sorry. Drew there again. Season before... Aye, we beat we got a couple home, of wins. Aye. Beat them home twice. Didn't beat them away that season, though. Oh no, we did. Sorry, yeah. sorry. We got uh, through against them in the club. Well, Livy at home. Was. Livy at home in November on a Wednesday night. It's no. Uh, I'm dreading it already. I know. It's uh, actually sounds horrible. <laughs> Be freezing. But I think like yeah. So obviously Celtic and then Rangers. I'd be interested if we set up against both of them. But we really need to recapture. I keep going back to this, but the 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 way we played at the end of last season. Like, how do you... I know we had nothing to lose and we had to win every game, so it was easy to say, right, let's go all out attack. But how do you recapture that where we had, like, 30 shots on target in one game? That's, but that's what I'm, but wouldn't you prefer to watch a team like that? Yeah, but know? that's what we've done in the first half against Hibs. And by all accounts, like, going into these old firm games, the performance against Celtic and Rangers last season under Naismith, probably the best I've seen us try to play against Old Firm in a long time. We went Ibrox, got a draw. Admittedly, it was a meaningless draw, but we went Ibrox, started on the front foot, took the game to them, took the lead. Two shocking errors again cost us. Celtic at home, I'm still convinced if Cochrane doesn't go off, we get something. Because yeah. we absolutely took the game to them again. Play like that. Just go and play like that. That was the perfect way to play them because it wasn't... I always hear people go, we need to go to Ibrox and have a go and what, what they mean tend to mean by that is like chuck everyone up front and try and you'll just get annihilated but it was a, the, the way we played them in those games is a very it was it was a sort of perfect balance of like right, you can't just do what Nielsen used to do against Rangers and just wait for the goals to come I'm not doing it to have a go at them I'm just meaning like the, the way we set up against Rangers in particular was it's almost like damage limitation before the ball being kicked whereas the game against them last season under Naismith the game against both of them it was clever. It was a, it was a clever way. We we gave we we took enough to them that we looked like we'd have a chance of winning the game, but we weren't so naive going I'd, forward. I'd play the same team. Like yeah. I'd, I'd say, well, obviously Kingsley's not going to be fit. Hopefully Cochrane's back. I know he's, he's back training, back. so I don't know what you'd play at left back. So we don't. Someone else is back. But training. I would play the same team. You'd maybe tweak like who? <laughs> Craig Gordon. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh, okay, Craig Gordon. Well. Yeah, or get him a left back. No, <laughs> shut up, Ross. <laughs> But I'd, I'd play the same team. I'd maybe tweak like the way we're set up. But we were like, I'm I'm enjoying Kelly the first half against Kelly in the cup and the first half against Hibs. Our centre, well, actually, almost the whole game against Hibs. Our centre midfield is looking quite good just now. We yeah, need and, and Devlin and either Lowry or Grant, whoever's whoever's starting. Jorge, Jorge Grant, Jorge. Back. Again, um, another player who's played well. He did, yeah, yeah. Jorge. Um, but we, we, we pressed really well in the first half and if we can do that against Celtic maybe not push Sibic as high up as we did against Hibs but uh, I don't know it, it's one of those games I've got no idea what's, what nah, way it's going to go because I, I keep thinking they're not playing that well now but it's Celtic and they're, 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 if, they, if they turn yeah it's, the pair of them I know Rain, like, I'm going to lump them in together because both of them seem to almost be doing the same thing this season Celtic have just got slightly better players Rangers are playing terrible now Right, and if we're playing Rangers this Saturday, I would almost be quite confident of a win. At home. At home, yeah, sorry, not Ibrox. Fucking no chance. But I know what's going to happen in the next two weeks. Is Rangers are going to appoint somebody. They're going to struggle in their first game and win, which isn't against us. I'm assuming it's against Hibs. Must be Hibs, because Hibs are due to play in the old firm at the same time. Yeah, uh, so they're playing Hibs when we play yeah. Celtic. So they'll beat, they'll beat Hibs narrowly. They'll look shit. It'll be 2-1. 2-1 Rangers or something. They'll look terrible. And then we'll turn off Ibrox the next week going... Because we'll get a narrow, it'll be a narrow defeat against Celtic for us. We'll turn up Ibrox going, I've got a chance here, right? And Rangers will turn into fucking 1970s Brazil and just rip us apart. 5-0. 5-0. Away after three. Either that or we'll narrowly lose Ibrox going to the, going to the semi thinking, here we go, and that's when they'll turn it on. 6-0. I'm still in the half with us after our away performances. I'm not even going to Ibrox. Yeah, I'm not going to Ibrox either. Are we all not going to Ibrox? Well, that's a first. Nah. See if we'd won on Saturday, I would have bought a ticket in the pub after the game. Yeah. Without like, I don't usually mind paying like thirty-five quid for a ticket. What do you mean? You get a great view? Yeah, actually, don't get a bad view. I brought it's better view. Fuck it, yeah. I suppose. Um, plus, Hearts had the three pound on the top of that. Right. See, so it's thirty-eight quid a ticket. <laughs> I've spent enough on Hearts this last month, and it's. it's <sighs> 
I've got no if it's a Saturday I would have went through for a wee a wee day out in Glasgow, but I've got no desire to go through it on a Sunday at the moment. Except for the Sunday after, but that's the same. I mean it's a semi final. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. count. Yeah. You've got to go and support them for a semi final. Yeah, I mean even if they have been. Listen, I'm sitting here saying this. If we go and beat Celtic, then I'll buy a ticket for Ibrox, they'll still available, right? I'm I'm a mug. I'm an absolute mug. I don't think I will. The price of them is ridiculous. Yeah, like it's absolutely ridiculous to go and watch a game of football. Like I always find the argument over a five or a ticket price is to be a bit a bit meh. Like if you're gonna go, you're gonna go. But it seems to creep up start, a fiver every yeah, single season. Yeah, it seems to be Ibrox, Ibrox and Parkhead in particular seem to just get. I mean, we're probably we're sitting here, but our away tickets for them will be the same. Will be the yeah. same. But should there be a cap on away tickets? Cause they've got that in England. What on prices? Yeah. Uh, abs- well, I would absolutely agree with that. Obviously, we we spend a stupid amount going to watch arts away from home I would absolutely love a cap on I wouldn't even say like to be honest I think most clubs are actually quite reasonable with it like us and Hibs it's fair enough it's a derby but it's going to sell out regardless so you price it accordingly Ross County was 28 quid yeah that's the ones that annoy me it's like you're not going to sell that out at 20 I mean to be fair 3 quid's not going to make a difference between selling out Ross County and not but I think it's always 28 quid it just feels like it's never actually changed in the past 10 years so it's 28 quid that bad yeah, like, uh, yeah I'm trying to think like how much there's like 10s and you, stuff but you think about like, 20, 22, but, 23 but, like it all varies from like 22 to 28 but I brought some park 28 head. quid though yeah, but, and if you were getting a I don't know if you were going to watch another form of entertainment like go and watch a film or something like that. You never pay twenty eight quid to go and see an hour and a half but of film. We, but we don't go to football scanner no, but, but this isn't exactly that's my point. But this isn't exactly high quality entertainment, but it's bit, is it? It's, it's you it's watch it, it's crap numerous times, and you only watch it because because it's you know, it's I mean nearly religious, you know what I mean? You have a point, but supply and demand. Ridiculous. Like you can go and watch, like a cinema can show a film multiple times. You probably so have more entertainment. Price, if you if you're only showing a film once, they would charge well more than twenty eight quid for a ticket. It's like a concert. Like a concert's what seven eighty quid for most sort of semi mid sized yeah, bands. You get, you get three hours worth of entertainment. You're actually entertained, and you actually, I would, you know, yeah. Just because hearts are terrible doesn't. No, like I, I agree, good, but it's a point. It's a isn't it a point? The Scottish League shouldn't you shouldn't no, be charging thirty. Five no, quid to go and you, watch a Scottish Premiership match because no, and it will not, it's it, nearly amateur. It will not sell out because of that, but. At the end of the day, I kind of agree with Hearts and Hibs charging each other 35 quid for a derby. Because it's supply and demand. It's, it's going to sell out, so you're as well, you're pricing it accordingly at that point. Motherwell charging 29 quid a ticket when the stand's sitting half empty for me is stupid. That's that's, that's my point. Like, who, yeah, like, especially if people are going to try and watch the games that maybe try to get into football as well. You know, it just doesn't make sense to charge people that amount of money you think about you think about it you know a family what going to watch you know the league cup semi-final oh, for example family of four you're a hundred pound before you leave the door then you've got your 20 pound each probably for travel so that's 180 quid in the current climate that we're in 200 quid to go and for your whole family to go and watch hearts on one day you're probably all going to be disappointed is an absolute disgrace yeah, no, I'd agree with you. I think if we're getting fully into this, I think the biggest the biggest cost of watching football isn't the ticket price, it's the fucking travel. It's travel, but the and ticket think, price goes in there as well. It's no, the t- the t- no, the t- for a family to go and watch No, the that. ticket I'm price... Sure, I'm sure families could spend 200 quid in a better way. Where, go and have a holiday for that. Yeah, like, where bugs me is, let's say, leak. Like, I think 25 quid... I, I, would love, I would love it to be capped at 20 quid. I would absolutely love away tickets to be capped at 20 quid. It's never going to be because too many clubs rely on away, away supports filling the grounds. What bugs me is the likes of ham, is semis and finals charging. Because if we get to the final against one of the old firm, the ticket price will be starting from about 40 to 45 quid because that's what's been the last couple of years of the League Cup final. That's obscene. That's embarrassing. That's absolutely for a obscene for a... The issue is, though, like you said, it sells out. And I don't want to just say it's capitalism, but it is. Like If, if they can sell it out at that price... Yeah, and there's the motivation for them to actually to reduce the prices. But it should be fairer, though, shouldn't it? You know, football should be accessible foot, for football, everyone. You think about sport. when you were younger. You know, when we were all younger, football was was a lot more accessible than it is now than it is now for for well, youngsters, especially for a, like a bigger side of this conversation. Is I know I've done the a harsh review. I feel like I'm presenting no, this like morning then, or Good then, Morning Britain right Darby, now. Then Martin Lewis. <laughs> as, as much as it annoyed us, right? Then Bradarby was 
an unbelievable game of football on Saturday wasn't on the telly right Yeah. and all you ever get feels on why is it from Scotland Sport Man City Arsenal Man United because it's all you see on TV yeah like there's been zero games in Scotland on telly this year that yeah. don't have one of the old fan playing in them yeah I totally agree with that right there's only been one non-cup Edinburgh derby on the telly in the last two and a half years mm-hmm. that's that's the real yeah, problem. The problem. The problem is for accessibility the, 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 to football. The problem is though, it's, it's it's not as you say, it's not readily available to enough people, the Scottish game. But it should be more accessible for people. It should be on as you say. You know, if if if, if the league aren't gonna if, if Sky aren't gonna pick it up, why aren't the BBC not saying I ah, will take them with that? Well that's that's it though. Like if Sky don't want it, then we should be negotiating a new T V deal. Like it's like I don't I'm because I keep getting caught in two minds with this, right? I'm really glad the derbies are back at three o'clock on a Saturday. It makes for a far better day. Like, a far better day. Cause but then why can't they stream it at that at that time? So this is my issue with it, is yeah. Sky's expensive, so not everyone's going to pay for Sky. So even if you do have Hearts Hibs on Sky, I suppose you could go to the pub and watch it. But why can't, like, Hearts could have put a stream on at 3pm. Well, they couldn't, but they should be able to put a stream on 3pm 12 quid or whatever to, to watch sell it sell it for more the pubs and stuff the, the SPL what the SPL should have done years ago like is do what the NFL have done right the NFL package it as NFL TV it's I think 160 quid for the season and you can watch any game live aside for the games that are on Sky Sports absolutely any game right now the SPL could charge more they could do individual club packages they could the, the, the providers are already there to do it but YouTube are already it doesn't have to be YouTube Amazon Prime there is plenty of streaming providers out there that, that do that but the SPL are so stuck in their ways of just trying to copy England like we don't need to have a 3 o'clock blackout in Scotland we it's don't have not, a 3 o'clock blackout in Scotland no we just we just adhere to yeah. it for some unknown reason to well, anybody it's because, it's because we do deals with um, British broadcasting companies you know what I mean in, in Ireland for example I know a lot of the, I know a lot of the games in the summer. Yeah, but they have a broadcasting yeah, deal which mo- allows any allows English, English game, Premier yeah. League games at three o'clock within their packages. It's nonsense. They also allows League of Ireland games to be streamed, and they've got their own streaming service. Like our TV deal pays an absolute, absolute sweeties. The SPL should go to Via, like obviously Via are pulling out of Scotland, but these sort of companies not, and selling the rights is like a package that you can just. You can watch any yeah. SPL game you want. But things are only viable if you market them well enough. And, so, yeah. and I just don't think our league is marketed no, well it enough. I just don't think... You know, we've we're got, losing we've, our sponsors exactly, as well, aren't we? Exactly. Since we've, we're pulling out early. We've got the well, biggest... reasons we, for that, but it's... We have, yeah. this, we have this debate, I think, every season on this show, right? It could be any any of us that, that talk about it. And every year we always say, we don't market our league well enough. You know, no. for example, you know, if we marketed our league well enough... Each club would have a podcast, an official podcast that's done by the league. Yeah, it's not. Not with us frauds. Not with us frauds. Exactly. Why is it that the fans are the only ones marketing our game? We know it's the quality is terrible. We know we know that, but the fans are what makes Scottish is, is football. Is the quality terrible though? Like you, it's, it's not English Premier League standard, but it's no bad. The, the I, I think, nine, we, str- I think we struggle because we've got such a big top, player in, next to us. We're in the top 10 leagues in Europe, man. Yeah, like, we are, but the, prob- the problem is we've got the highest attendances per head of population in Europe by some margin. Because we're all passionate about football. Yeah. And that, that's my that's, point. But that's it's, the selling point that's there. That's the selling point right there. And any TV company would be able to see that. But the problem is the TV companies sit down with our league every single time Look yeah. across the table and go. You're a mug. I'm going to just Aye. pay you this much because I know you're going to. Accept I'm, I'm it. No, he's going to accept it because he gets his four hundred thousand pound a year salary, regardless of what yeah. he actually does. But I'm assuming they're they're scared about what happened where, when they took the risk. Where was it, Satanta? That we went from. I think Sky it was, to... Yeah, it was a risk when they when they when they left to be they left the deal with Sky because they thought they would get more money from someone else. Then the BBC took the rights, and then Satanta came in with a, a massive rights package, and then Satanta then went bust. So I'm assuming clubs as well, as well as the SFA, lost. Yeah. But the problem is, they all no, lost money. Yeah. So th- that's maybe the why is, the risk appetite isn't there. Yeah. But this is definitely the time to do that, yeah. rather than yeah. sitting and accept the small amount you get from Scottish Sky. football. Is uh, you wouldn't believe it by looking at the games that are on the telly. Scottish football's in a bit of a resurgence now. Like you go around yeah. all the clubs, right? Hearts sold out every week. Rangers is, Celtic obviously sold out every week. Hibs, they're getting bigger crowds than they used to. St Mirren, St Mirren are kicking the arse of selling out every week. Yeah. But the problem, but the problem is with Scottish football though is 
championship teams get more coverage than outside the old firm. I like the Friday night championship games. Friday night championship is brilliant. Brilliant for our league. Brilliant to to find out what's happening in that in 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 that league, and it never used to happen. You know why? Why have the league not been smart and said to Sky, "Yeah, we'll accept your your deal, but we're actually going to have I don't know a Monday night football for a random game each week because you're not picking up the games from the Premiership." And I'm sure the BBC would bite their hand off for it. Like that's saying you're right because Friday night football, there's not a lot of Friday night football on, so you pick. You pick that, you get a bigger audience. You get right, like why are we no? But then it becomes more accessible. Sorry, but and then it becomes more accessible to people, and then people will go instead of watching a Premiership team. Dad, I want to go and see them. They're only ten minutes down the road. Because yeah. as a young fan, you're only going to watch what's accessible to you, aren't you? You're not going to, you know, we're going to struggle in twenty years' time because we've not got the fans coming through. Hearts will struggle. Hibs will, well, Hearts mainly will struggle because. We've not got the infrastructure there to extend the stadium. We've got fans locked out completely. And we've just got we'll just have an old generation of fans like ourselves that watch the games. And then eventually I'll go. That's the one downside. Like we've always gone about how, how great it is that we're selling out every week and we've got this big waiting list. But that is a massive downside to that, is you've got a lot of people now who can't go and watch their team. Who will eventually go elsewhere. Yeah. Because Because you're gonna. Yeah. Which I think is good now, for the Scottish game overall, because you won't have, you know, people from as they can, Peterhead watching Rangers. No, they will because they can watch that on telly every day, every week. Or, or right, Dunfermline. People from Dunfermline going to watch. Yeah, Hearts, you're, for you're, example. you're definitely getting a lot more of that now. By the way, like when you see, like I say, St Mirren, Motherwell, Kelly, all their attendances are are shooting up compared to what they used to be. And I think there's fair play to the young, like the sort of younger generation behind us who seem to turn their back on glory hunting. Now, whether they all have a big English team they, they watch on the side, I don't know. But they, they go week in, week out now to watch. I mean, St Mirren, I keep picking on St Mirren here. It's just because they're doing well and they've done well the last couple of seasons. But it probably goes hand in hand. They bring a big support to Tynecastle now when they get more. Like, we've seen that cup tie on the Saturday night. Again, 7.45 on a Saturday, great time for a game. Why are we not doing more of that? I think as, as well, like you've yeah. got the um, a big part of it. Like I don't know if you've seen any of the videos from like Spartans on... on on Twitter, but Tifo, yeah. they've got they've got yeah. the sort of the new the ultra stuff that's going on. Obviously, we're we're too old for that. But um, I don't know, Ali. I think I, I could see you in a hoodie banging a drum. <laughs> I do a black hoodie. But, <laughs> um, yeah, there's like really groups like I don't know. I'd say like twelve, thirteen year olds forming ultras groups at teams like Spartans and and local teams, which is really yep. good to see as well. But I wonder how many of them would be coming to Tynecastle if they could get a ticket. Like, that's my family. point because it's not accessible. To people it's not accessible to to younger fans especially and that that's my worry i'm not like i don't know the answers i'm not i mean we're not paid to have the answers but it is a worry yeah oh, i mean it's it's a worry for us but it's not it's, it's good for the, some of it's good for the scottish game some of it's not like i like say you'll get a lot of fans who just watch who just support i mean you, we all know them they support arsenal i support man united but they don't support a scottish club at all doing what Scottish football is shite those sort of people yeah but, but I think the younger kids are going along to watch smaller teams now like you're seeing all the time like you see I, I don't know if you follow these pages on Twitter like Scottish football way they just like bust loads of people going to watch junior teams away from home now yeah. which is great I mean that's great for the Scottish game like that that's because 20 years ago these guys all watched all follow Celtic and Rangers on the telly they never go but they follow them on the telly that is great for Scottish football like we're seeing it more hearts like like we're selling out now and that that's because of that as well largely there's a lot of young I mean you go around Tynecast there's a lot of young it's, there's a lot of young people going to, going to Hearts games our away crowds are probably the youngest they've ever been um, and it's great like falling Hearts away from home despite the fact that we, we get beat all the time is actually more enjoyable now because you're not sitting in when, when you used to go to McDermott Park and be 400 there right I don't know if, you, if any of you went in that Hamilton game under Shabalazo where we had 120 fans there and we got beat Right, it was honestly one Must of the have been worst. about seven hundred at that whole game. Oh, it could have been. It could have been because it was a Satanta one. It was two o'clock on a Sunday. It was <laughs> honestly like there was literally one hundred and twenty. They counted that they gave an actual attendance for one hundred and twenty Hearts fans. There was one mini bus, like supporters bus. There, it was, it was awful. But as now we go to Dens, we go to Tanadice, McDermott Park. Even the dead of winter, and it sold out. Or not, not kicking the arse off selling out. So it's, it's more enjoyable. It's weird that, like, obviously we started this conversation by talking about ticket prices. They're probably at their, their highest 
well they are at their highest but whether relatively they are i'm not sure but the the crowds are also at their highest but is the young crowds not getting the concession ticket or the yeah no, they'll get concession tickets concession tickets de facto are going to go up with the price of because i probably went to more games when i was i probably go just as many now but i probably went to more games when i was younger because it was a lot cheaper Anyway, we'll move on from, from ticket prices um, and um, prices of uh, the league. Celtic is obviously next, um, Ali, uh, in the league, um, a day before my birthday. So hopefully they don't ruin my birthday, but they probably will. Are you just bringing up your birthday so I'll get you some cake? Yeah, I want some cake. I want a whole cake <laughs> in the mill. Uh, like I said earlier, I don't know. <laughs> well, we'll get them to get everyone to sing happy birthday to you as well. Um, I want the whole crowd to do it. I want my face on the screen. Put I want on the someone to make that happen. Happy birthday to Ross McLeod. Yeah, I don't know what to expect from Celtic. Um, sorry, not from Celtic. In, in the Celtic game. Like like I said, I'd probably play the same team. Hopefully Cochrane's fit. Press them. See what happens. It's never a free hit because no games are a free hit. But it's a, it's a good opportunity to impress here, especially for, for Naismith. See how he sets up. I don't know. I think I think we've got a chance. At Tynecastle, we've always got a chance. Do you drop drop Shanklin to the game? It's getting to that point. It is absolutely getting to that point. Get a wee face off alley here. No, I, I I don't disagree, but I think he, although he's he's obviously how many games has he not scored in? Um, a lot. He's he's obviously out of form, but it is still like against Hibs, he had he fought quite hard because he had two players round him pretty much all the time he did get he did have a kind of half chance towards it towards the end of the game I would I would stick with him definitely I don't know I just think back to last season when we dropped him and as soon as we dropped him for a half against Celtic and he came on and scored a hat trick and then never looked back it's a fair point I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping the Scotland mission gives him the boot up the arse because he seems to need that every now and then what I can't stand is all the the conspiracy theories on social media about how he's not played well since the since the transfer window shut, how he's not interested, all that stuff. He's just going through a bad run of no, form. I think it's what you how you how you handle that. I don't know. You could drop him. You could stick with him, like I said. See, up until the, the last two games, three games, um, he played really well against Kelly. Didn't score, but he set up the first goal. Brilliant forward play in that one. He's actually done all right the last two games. He's just not scored. Before that, you pretty much put it down to the fact that there was literally... We held on to the ball for the majority of the game, but we never went forward with it. I, th- I think he's our best striker. He's our best player. You, you have to probably play him against Celtic. We've not got anybody else as well. That's the other thing. Like, it's not, we've, got, we've not got somebody not like somebody buying the door. You, you can play Boyce. You, you can move Boyce back there. He'll do a job. But I, I don't know. I'm kind of contradicting myself here. I just kind of feel like with Shankland, if you... He needs a foot up the arse. He needs so. a foot up the arse, yeah. And if if you get that, and we get him on the sort of run he went on after he got that hat trick last year, then we're laughing again. But can you drop the cap, the captain? I know. Well, got the real captains. Well, he's, re- he's returning. I know you, you've mentioned it twice now. Yeah, I'm really, really excited about <laughs> it. He's our best player by a country mile. Could uh, Tago be our thirty goal a season striker? <laughs> well, he'd have to be on the pitch first. <laughs> That that's what I mean if we drop Shankland for the B team maybe <laughs> yeah I forgot about Tagawa I don't know like there's there's maybe a player there see if it wasn't Celtic see if we were playing like St Mirren or something I maybe would drop him for the first half and then just go it right but if we get a half chance which is yeah drink give Tagawa a chance <laughs> why not I mean he needs a chance like he's, he's was a marquee summer signing if you like. like he needs a chance he's um, but not for this game no no, I mean he could be. I mean, like there could be a great player in there. I'm not convinced that any centre forward will look good for Hearts at this moment in time. So you've contradicted yourself with Shanklin then, because <laughs> you've said he's been rubbish. But it's no, the I didn't. No, fault. but I did, no, I did circle back to that. I said he was. I said that up until the last three games, then it was yeah, it was the team's fault. So yes or no to Shanklin? Well, yeah, he's the captain and I've. It's probably still our top so you're now scorer. saying yes I don't know Ross it's a really <laughs> difficult question so I'm here for the difficult questions fucking alright Pax <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ 
<laughs> Our Celtic now a different team from when um, Ange left to Rodgers coming in. Celtic have been poor this season compared to the, the standards that Mr. Postacoglu set them the last couple of years, right? They're still good. They're still top of the league. They're probably still going to beat us in a week's time because they've still got really, really good players. I mean, Kyogo's not scoring the goals he was, but he's still a brilliant football player. Joe Hart's a bomb scare. That's, that's a... I think if that's any weakness that Celtic team have got is Joe Hart. They're, they're conceding a lot more goals than they were. Um, but yeah, they're still a great team. They're still going to win the league. Have they still got their defensive injuries? Because I know their backup defenders aren't very good. Yeah, so we the, put the, some their starting defenders weren't exactly great last season. They just, I think under, under Anges, they just, they were so good going forward, they didn't almost didn't need to defend. Like they they'd just go out with the intention of scoring four or five goals a game and just see where that gets them and it was it was a great tactic till they got into Europe and played against far far superior teams I was going that well, optimism when we play Celtic at home like look so at that I don't know why like, well to be fair even, like last season the last few seasons the games between us and Celtic have been incredibly tight aside for the cup tie last year like if you go through them all obviously got promoted even go back to the cup final the year before it went to penalties got promoted beat them 2-1 narrow defeat at Parkhead in the League Cup incredibly narrow defeat in the league at Christmas we should have got something out of that game um, what was the other home game that season against them um, I think because we had the t- oh, there's not aside, from, aside, from the cu- aside from the cup quarter yeah. final there's not been a game that they've because yeah. they've I mean, we had the 4-3 last season yeah. well we won, won we won at the start of um yeah. 2021 season as well there was the one even even in that terrible run of games that got Nielsen sacked last season the best performance came at Celtic Park and we were 1-0 up it was 1-0 till what like quite late in the game we've had some really good results against them with years of 4-0 obviously the, the standout Brendan Rodgers was there Brendan Rodgers imagine well. they were a lot better this is a problem I was playing Celtic now <laughs> that game has absolutely ruined all perspective I have of games against Celtic because that Hearts team should not have beaten Dundee Never mind 67 games unbeaten, treble winning, fucking triple treble winners, whatever they were at that point in time. And we went and beat them 4-0. But I'm excited. I'm, I always, I'm like Ali, I always go into games against Celtic at home, especially thinking we've got a chance. I think it's just because they, they generally are pretty tight. And I've seen us beat Celtic a lot more than Rangers. Like, a lot more. Yeah. So, for that reason, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to it until the... Team lineup gets announced. So team lineup but then gets even then, we beat then. we we beat them four 0 with a team that had Connor Randall and Prince Blabin in it. Well, no, it can't be that bad. I'm just I'm yeah. I'm just really interested to see how we set up actually. Predictions then before we finish. Do you know what? Because it's your birthday, Ross. I think so. I think we're going to surprise surprise a few folk. I'm going to go with a a famous two one victory for Hearts. I was going to go for two all. Two all. I was thinking two all, but I had a sneaky suspicion. It'll be two two one against Celtic, a very famous result, followed up with an absolute pump in Ibrox to bring us crashing back down to earth. I, th- I think we will beat Celtic actually, or draw with them. Yeah, we'll get something out of the game. I think. Yeah. Or it might. Worst case, I'm just gonna say. Well, I mean, the worst case, the turn up is four now. There's every chance that it's one all for a large portion of the game, and it just goes one way or the other in the last minute to either of us. Happy birthday to me, either yeah. way. Uh, thank you both for joining me this week. Yep, um, glad we've not got a week with Hearts, but um, we'll be back after the Celtic game. Until then, goodbye. Bye.